This Singapore Grand Prix betting picks edition of the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smart bets today. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. See, ragazzi! Grazie, grazie, grazie! Dai, forza Ferrari! Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. Well, they can't stay away from us for much longer. It is, of course, the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez back with the Singapore Grand Prix of the F1 Circuit uh, Championships, all that other good stuff. We are off to another... Well, listen, we'll talk about it as we go through, but I don't know that this is as cut and dry as it is. I mean, I know it's cut and dry, but <laughs> half of me hopes it's not cut and dry. I want... I want another winner, Cody. I, I, I love that I'm seeing Max Verstappen win about a gazillion races in a row, but it sure would be nice to see somebody else win a race at this point, wouldn't it? Uh, I mean, hey, it's it's got to end eventually, right? And that's that's the biggest key. Um, it, it's, uh, I mean, hey, Max was like, what, seventh here last year in this race? So, uh, let's, you know, I guess there's some hope there. But, uh, you know, hey, he, he set the record. We got to see it. has been great. It'd be nice to see somebody else win, but doesn't matter if somebody else wins rod so we can still cash bets anyways and and really again that is the ultimate goal of this show obviously we come on every single week with the caveat that max verstappen will probably run away with this race if this is your first time listening to the f1 gambling podcast max verstappen will probably run away if this is your 100th time listening or 40th time listening to the nascar or to the f1 gambling podcast you've heard it max verstappen but again streaks end and this my it seems like a tough one to, to break up, but streaks will eventually end. The, the question is, how are we going to manage it when it does? So, uh, Mac, you, know, you said Max Verstappen is what minus four twenty five to win this race this week. It's just, it's insane. The books are like, you know what? Screw you. We're not even giving you. We're not even making attempting to bet on him outright anymore. Even if you are, you know, even if you haven't paid any juice over the last ten weeks. They're making it difficult to drink the Kool-Aid this time. Yeah, it's uh I mean, yeah, it's obviously it's been been past the point of being able to bet it for a while. You just build around it now at this point, right? You 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 build around, you know, if you take second place finisher, we hit that a couple of weeks ago. Fastest lap. We're gonna hit on that again. Those are the darts to be thrown for the bigger numbers. If you want to sprinkle some long shot winners, why not? Right? It's not he's it's gonna happen eventually, but uh even if it doesn't happen, you still hit all kinds of other bets. Um, you know, classified finishers, there's podium bets, points finishes, top six. You got other qualifying practice bets if you want to go that direction. A million other ways to still bet and win, as we've been proving week after week, even if Max wins all of them. Even if Max wins all of them. Uh, yes, indeed. Again, so this is, of course, the Singapore Grand Prix. We're, we're bearing down on the end of the season. I mean, not necessarily all that fast, but uh, it, it's approaching. We still got a few races, unfortunately. Yeah, IndyCar done for the year, but Ooh. we still have what two, four, six, 
eight races left. So we got a few, got a few. It goes until, uh, I mean, late November now that, you know, they added Las Vegas in there late in November and then Abu Dhabi on Thanksgiving week there. I think that is. So, uh, that'll be, that'll be interesting, but, uh, yeah, it's, Hey, and then by that end of that, it'll be time to be ramping up for next season already. A little pissed off at the books for IndyCar. Still a little bit bitter <sighs> about them. Uh, I just don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, it's you know, it's sad. insanity. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, what, yeah. What sorry there do? was no episode last week because uh, well, we had the recap episode. Luckily, we did that early in the week. Uh, so if you want to listen, obviously to to our recap of IndyCar the previous week and and the last F1 race. Um, but yeah, we had every intention to to do an IndyCar bets episode and. I mean, really, there was never IndyCar bets and options odds out until like right before the race, basically. And obviously, too late at that point to to put out a show. So unfortunate. The season's over. Hopefully next year will be better. But we'll see. I would like very much to have uh, a fully dedicated IndyCar show by next season. So books, work on getting your odds out on time so we can do that for, for folks. It'll drive more people to I guarantee you it'll drive more people to that if you're if you're giving them out early we can drive more people to you it's yeah, a win-win i mean during the summertime like once football's football's over in in february indycar doesn't start till march so you're not you're not crossing over with football until the very last race which is when i guess they just punted and completely forgot about it but you've got the entire summer stretch to to get ahead of it and and be mixed in there with nascar to be mixed in there with f1 both rapidly growing indycar viewership has gone through the roof it's it's up big time people are getting interested people want to bet on it obviously legal gambling more and more states like yeah let's get it going hopefully uh hopefully next year we can have a a fully dedicated show to it indeed uh all right is there i haven't seen any needle moving news over the week did you see anything i've been keeping an eye open really i mean uh i don't know if we talked much about lewis uh signing the two-year extension but uh that happened that's been you know was announced right before the last grand prix so it's been a while uh i think that only leaves four spots now unaccounted for on on next year's grid um alex albon will be back with williams uh but the other spot is open alfa romeo valtteri Bottas will be back their other ride is open and then the two alfa tori rides uh still remain open at this point in time, Daniel Ricardo does he return there? I don't know. We'll see. Be be interesting to see as the rest of silly season kind of shakes out. Going through a lot of that over in the NASCAR world right now, and uh, and IndyCar has obviously been going crazy with all that as as the season has come to an end. So yeah, other than that though, been pretty quiet from Indy, uh, from F1. Not really been a ton of news. Nothing nothing big or or major really. So. I think we could probably slip into the bets here pretty quick. Yeah. You know, it's funny. They save F1 saves all of their drama for their show. Like they, they don't let it out through the course of the season. They just let you watch it as the show goes on. They're like, I was like, I didn't even know that was going on during the season. And sure enough, there they are plastering it all over the place. So yeah, that's kind of funny how they, they keep things close to the vest. Well, NASCAR, you know, everything that's going on pretty much. Uh, they yes. wear it on their sleeves. Yeah. So silly season starts fairly early in the season over yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, no, no documentaries for NASCAR to uh, yet. I'm sure that. Yeah, oh, hey, well, they got announced the F1 or uh, the the one similar to F1 right on Netflix is going to be the the one that walks through the championship this year. So hey, if you're not a NASCAR fan, if you you enjoyed the F1, obviously on on Netflix, there check out the NASCAR one too and. Maybe you'll find a similar liking. Maybe you will. Uh, all right. Well, then we will get into the bets. Many of them brought to you by DraftKings. We are brought to you by DraftKings. Football's back. But those of you who have been betting alongside of us all season long with DraftKings never really missed football, but it is back if you did. Uh, and another full, another swing a week, another epic games. That's, that's what's going on. Another week of epic games. Who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. If you're a new customer to DraftKings, bet $5 on football. You can get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, if you're already a customer, nobody's missing out on any of the action all this season. DraftKings customers, every single one of you can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Get in on the action. 
of Week 2 with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use code SGP to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Hate buying tickets. Hated it, hated it, hated it. I, I just didn't like seeing the uh, just noxious prices that you could get out there on some of these other apps that are selling tickets. Plus, I didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't know where I was going to be sitting because I was waiting to the last minute to buy the tickets. And ugh, the pickings were slim by the time it was over. Well, that those days are gone. Game Time app has now made buying last-minute tickets so much easier than it used to be. Plus, I feel like I'm getting rewarded for being a procrastinator because Game Time actually gives me better prices on last-minute ticket deals, and all of the stress that comes with it is gone because Game Time will give me those prices. Plus, they'll also give me flash deals on those as well. And not to mention, I get a pretty little picture of where I'm sitting when I buy that ticket and when I go to that concert, that sporting event, that comedy show, whatever it is I'm trying to see, Game Time makes it easier for me to wait to the last minute to sit squarely on my ass and wait for that flash deal to come out because I know that I'm going to get the best deal guaranteed from Game Time. You guys need to do the exact same thing because... Like I said, join the club. Be a procrastinator with me. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app now. Use code SGPN for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account. Redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'm a procrastinator like the books when it comes to odds for IndyCar. That's that's a me. <laughs> Uh, uh, there you go. Way to work it all in, Rod. Thank you very much. Uh, anyways, yes, we are on the uh, Singapore Grand Prix. There is no, there is no comparison, Cody, that I can make for what this track looks like. I honestly, <laughs> I've been looking at this the entire time you were uh, doing your ad read. I can't do it. Is and it I, the state of New Jersey? New? I mean, not if you turn your head. Like I, I'm, I, I don't know. I got nothing for this. I think, I think they got us on this one. I. I really don't know what this looks like. Yeah, it's, there uh, is... it's an odd-looking circuit. There's a lot of triangles in it, which mm. is which is crazy, and then obviously entertaining. Uh, yeah, I got nothing as far as what the the circuit looks like for our uh, you know comparisons. Uh, yeah, is got it, me. Is it a bunny? A bunny? A little bunny with no legs? I don't know. I got nothing. I Anyways. don't know. I mean, you, I guess you could go with like a like a hummingbird or something, maybe with a little beak. Like if you kind of flip it on its side. A little beak and then like some tail feathers. I, it's a stretch. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it is totally a stretch. But uh, go, yeah. look, go look up what the circuit looks like and let us know what you think it looks. Please like. in the Discord, <laughs> let us know because I I want to know what you got going on. Nineteen total corners in this one. Uh, three DRS zones. That is going to be the interesting part. Not all of them. They're not all long either. That's the thing. Uh, they're pretty yeah, quick. You, you don't want Max to win, and there's three DRS zones. <laughs> you open that back flap up, and the whole thing just goes to hell. But, yeah, I mean, three DRS zones in this one. Uh, one's between turns four and five, uh, between 17 and 18, and then between 12 and 13. I mean, none of them are long. That's the thing. The one between 12 and 13, it almost doesn't feel like it should be a, a DRS zone because it's just literally a few feet, of course, on maybe an inch. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's that's not to scale. Uh, it, it's not very big, by the way. And so 17 to 18, the same thing. There's not a lot of speed that really you can carry through this as well. It's it seems like this is a lot of technical terms in the or turns in this one. So um, yeah, definitely, definitely going to be an interesting race. Probably a tighter race than you're used to uh, on on most circuits. Uh, 62 laps around this 4.94 kilometer, just over three miles. For those of you keeping track. Uh, race for 306 total uh, kilometers, 0.143. It's, uh, yeah, it's just another one of those races. It's 190 miles. Most of these races are. But, uh, again, it, it's just going to be a, an absolute craziness. No lap record listed on the website. That's pretty crazy. Uh, track was uh, built in 2008, uh, and that's when they started having they the Grand Prix the they, they might have. They did uh, change the configuration. The configuration. Yeah. Yep, that's what it is. So that's why there's no 
lap record. So definitely uh, a, a new one for these guys as well, which again lends itself to what I was saying earlier about uh, that we may actually end up seeing something different. You know, I don't know. It says a revised 2023 layout, reducing the number of corners from 23 to 19. So going to be working the wheel around uh, a lot uh, around the high-speed lap. Physical stress, 32 K, uh, kilograms in body weight over the course of the race. That's what they'll lose. It's insane. This is a physically demanding race. So uh, we're going to see a lot of guys behind the wheel on this one. Yeah, should be should be a good one. Should be trick uh, tricky. Obviously, more technical than than necessarily speed. So that always makes it fun and exciting. Fun and exciting. Also fun and exciting. Our bets. Let's go ahead and start laying out some of those bets for the Singapore Grand Prix, Cody. Yeah, first up for me, I'm going to take a couple of guys here for a top six finish. I'm going to start off with Oscar Piastri. He is plus 125 over on Bet365. Also going to toss out Lance Stroll, top six at 10 to 1. Uh, starting off with Piastri, you look back last year, McLaren, very good here, fifth and sixth place with Lando and uh, Danny Ricardo, obviously. Um, he finished 12th at Italy last week, but if, if you, or last race, but if you remember, had that late contact with, uh, with Lewis Hamilton, had to get a wing change, ended up coming out laying down the fastest lap. Prior to that, though, he was running obviously much better than 12th. Uh, ninth at the Dutch GP, uh, 20th, just, you know, things went wrong early in the, in the Belgian Grand Prix. But before that, fifth at Hungary, fourth at the British Grand Prix. Piastri has been uh, pretty good here lately, and he's having a, a great rookie season, right? McLaren has stepped up a lot. They've looked good. They were good here last year. I don't know if you've seen the livery they're running here and in Japan. They call it stealth mode. It's a black uh, livery. Oh, my goodness. It is absolutely beautiful. Go look it up. Uh, so that's going to look really good. Cruising to a top six finish at plus 125. And Lance Stroll at, at 10 to 1 to finish in the top six. Um, they were talking this week about how their goal for the rest of the season is to, to get back to second in the uh, Constructors' Championship, right? And, and they are sitting... Let's see. I had it pulled up here. They are... At 217, uh, Ferrari is 11 points ahead of them. Mercedes is at 273, so you can do the math on that, but it's it's a fair chunk ahead. So if they're going to start doing that, you're going to need uh, Alonso to continue performing as, as he did earlier in the season, right? But you're going to need Stroll to step up as well. Um, and he finished top six here last year in sixth place, actually. Um, and he's got he's been in the top six twice this season. He's been in the points finishes eight times, and the books have him at minus 125 for a points finish, which I don't think is a bad bet either. I'm not officially putting it out there, but something to consider. But I think the fact that they think he's he's enough to be minus money to be in the points, so they think he finished 7th to 10th, but it's 10 to 1 for him just to, to scoot up into 6th place. I think that, that doesn't quite match up uh, exactly. So give me Lance Stroll, top 6 at 10 to 1. Oscar Piastri, top 6, plus 125. Yeah, again, I, I, these guys have been just on the cusp of, of being much better than than they should be, obviously. And and that's uh, I, I like both of these. Lance Stroll, though, too, he's he's kind of a frustrating one in that you you want him to do better sometimes, but then he just you know yeah, it's, it seems uh, to it's have not always luck. there. But but we know that he can, right? Yes. He has done it earlier this season. He did it here last year. We've seen how well his teammates done for a majority of the season. Um, in Alonzo. So we know that they're they're capable of it. I know he's not quite to the tier of driver, obviously, that Alonzo is, but he, he can get it done. And I think this is a, a better week in, or a week in particular where he has a better shot at it, at least. Indeed. Speaking of a better week for a better shot at a finish, uh, a good couple of finishes, that's Alpine. Boy, I put so much on them a couple of weeks ago and they let us down. I mean, that was a that was a rough run for Alpine, but it hasn't been the case all season long. Uh, so I'm going to take Alpine double points finish at plus 400. It's weird that this is at four to one, um, given that both of these drivers really, I mean, seven times this year for both drivers actually have finished inside the points. And there's been, what, 14 races this season. So half of them have ended in a top 10 finish for both of these drivers. Uh, really, um, it was Pierre Gasly started out the season with two ninth place finishes in uh, Bahrain and Jeddah, and then uh, eighth place in Miami, seventh place in uh, at Monaco, and then a tenth place the next week in Spain, um, and then a tenth place a tenth place at Spielberg. I, again, third place uh, a couple weeks ago too at the Dutch Grand Prix. So 
definitely getting into the to the uh, that was a podium finish too for Gasly. That was a hell of a run that that uh, that was there. Of course, last week you finished it up, unfortunately, with a fifteenth place finish. Uh, but again, we've seen him do this half of the time at least and finish inside the points. Same for Ocon, right? A uh, couple of weeks ago at Dutch Grand Prix, tenth place, eighth uh, place the week before that. 8th place in Canada, 8th uh, place the week before that, 3rd in Monaco, so great for him there, Ninth at Miami, 8th at Jeddah, uh, so yeah, again, Ocon's been able to finish inside the points uh, more often than not, well, okay, half of the time, I suppose, if you really want to go there, uh, but on this circuit alone, uh, right, they didn't run in 2020, he didn't run it personally in 2019, uh, but in 2020, he had a 16th place finish, unfortunately, an engine problem there, uh, caused that one. He crashed out of the 2018 one. Uh, that was not actually for Alpine. That was for uh, the the Force India team. And then a 10th place, he was running again in 2017 with that team. So uh, 18th place his first time on this track, but uh, that was for Mer- Manor, right? Or Mercedes. Manor or Mercedes is what it was. So again, not necessarily, can't really hold that against him. For uh, Pierre Gasly, two of his three finishes here have been Top 10 finishes have been points finishes. Eighth place in 2019 for Red Bull, uh, and then 10th for AlphaTauri uh, last year. So, again, I think putting both of these guys in the points at 4-1 to one seems like a misprice. So I, I definitely would latch onto that, especially before qualifying and these guys having good qualifying efforts. Yeah, I like it. Like you said, half the time the season it's hit. Uh, they are a little hit and miss, but a 4-1, to one, that's that's worth uh, the value of, of the hit and miss for sure. I very hard looked at uh, Gasly to finish in the points. I decided to go a different direction, but I'm glad you uh, had this in there. So it's it's at least uh, some some version of that. Indeed. Uh, all right. Let's uh, set up some bets after the break because I'm going to tell you about Hall of Fame bets. Hall of Fame bets is uh, it's fantastic, actually. It's it's so much. If you're a prop better, if you're somebody who who loves to pro- uh, bet on props for the NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer, uh, this is something you're going to want to check out. Win bigger by betting smarter with this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. Sports betting analytics platform for parlay, player props, and game lines. Research every NLB, N- NLB, NFL, NBA, and MLB and soccer bets with historical stats and data. You can enter any parlay into Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizers tool you're going to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as expected probability for the entire parlay sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value stop betting in the dark join over 30,000 users researching with hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays download the hall of fame bet app or visit hofbets.com and use code sgpn you're going to get 50 percent off of your first month today it's roughly 60 bucks you can definitely do this start researching start winning with hall of fame bets underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick them game you pick between two to five players select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats then do what you usually spend your sundays doing watching the games you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five it's a fantasy game but you can win real money we're having tons of our uh, underdog pick and plays for NASCAR, so make sure you go check out this, especially if you're listening to this on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast feed. You already know it's going to pop up for you on Friday. We'll have all of your favorite DFS plays for Saturday's Bristol race. Check it all out then. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you use the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code S-G-P-N. All right, Cody, it is on you to continue this betting train rolling. We're back, Rod. Back with the total classified numbers. Books uh, maybe falling asleep a little bit at the wheel here. So, Bed365 has total classified over 17, and this is inclusive, which means hitting 17 also counts as the bet here plus 162 rod we are 14 grand prix into the season how many of those grand prix have less than 17 drivers finished the race as classified i'm gonna say two you're wrong it's zero 
Oh. Uh, which is even better because, my goodness, we've not had all season, we've not gone underneath of 17 classified finishes. We've hit 17 right on the dot. Again, that's why I'm taking the inclusive option rather than 17 and a half because every single race this now last season, only 14 drivers were classified at the end of this race. I get that. But this season has just been different when it comes to the classified finishers. That's all I'm looking at is what has, what has happened this season. We had 18 last week at Italy. And that was after a car didn't even make the start of the race, right? So we still end up with 18 classified, 17th in the Netherlands, 18 at Belgium. And then, yeah, I mean, you just go back and you look through all of them. Not one single race under 17 classified driver, drivers this season. Uh, so it's an easy one for me. Uh, over 17 inclusive, plus 162, the plus money on that. God, it's just, it's beautiful. I'm also going to toss out there no on the safety car at plus 400. Again, you look back at last year's race, right? Obviously, there was some chaos, quite a few drivers not classified in this one. But in general, right? And, and we've had some safety cars the last couple of weeks. I get it. And safety car is like minus 600 for a yes. So obviously, the books think one's coming. I just think that with the track record we've had this season, and I don't, it's so difficult to find safety car statistics. I, <laughs> why is it, why can I not just easily, like without having to go through each race and figure out what lap safety car kit? I just want how many times have we had a safety car? So I don't have the statistics for you. I, I have not had time to go dig through those. So I apologize for that. But just the fact that we've had so many more classified finishers this year than we have previously, and things have really gone pretty smooth overall uh, when it comes to the safety car thing. I think a four to one for no safety car uh, is a good bet. So we're just going to kind of lean into this is a less chaotic race than we've seen in the past. I get it's a tricky course. I get there's a lot of tight turns, right? I talked about the tr all the triangles in there. Those are very tight turns, uh, but these drivers have done well overall mechanically for the most part, barring last week where obviously we had an issue before the race even started right on the warm-up laps, but uh, it's been pretty good this season. So let's go with total classified over 17 inclusive plus 162, no safety car plus 400. And there was no safety car last week, right? I mean, the, the safety car could have come out had, had uh, right. uh, Guan Yu... Yeah, and yeah, there was and no there safety wasn't car. One, yeah. There wasn't one for the uh, incident with with Piastri and Lewis, so I don't think there was one, actually. Nope. So, That's what yeah. I'm saying. When when all that chaos broke loose and there was still no safety car, I don't know if they're slower to pull it out nowadays or if they just, you know, they, they want to make sure that it's it's really something that's going to make it to where they, ha they have to bring out a safety car. So, yeah, we haven't seen very many of those. And maybe because it's Max leading by 600 seconds and well, yeah and it's just i mean things have been cleaner for the most part right if we, if we can get through the starts like and that's that's the key right as you get through and the weather right weather comes into into factor sometimes we'll get the safety cars for the weather uh did we get a weather safety car last race i can't no that was two races that was ago, two races right? ago where, yeah, yeah where they started with 51 so, laps yeah, to go it all runs together so much but <laughs> but yeah i mean it, it's just in general it's been cleaner racing and we've not like last year how many times were electrical units were going out and and we just haven't seen that again <laughs> right before the race last week of course but for the most part we haven't seen it as much so uh this is just again you're leaning into having a good number here and the fact that times seem to have changed at least to a degree i think that that no safety car does have a chance and if there's a safety car hey it was minus 600 yes so it's not that big of a surprise right but i think a four to one to not have it and for it to be a clean race is is a good bet to make I concur. Uh, all right, my next bet, I'm putting Shaw Leclerc back on the podium. This one, look, the only reason I'm doing this, this is at plus 300 over on, on DraftKings. I, it's it's crazy to me to think that uh, a Shaw Leclerc podium is at 3-1. to one. Like I said, a lot of these ones that I found were, were kind of mispriced, in my opinion. So I'm all right with that. And I, and I understand why. I mean, Leclerc this season, only three podiums in 14 races has not necessarily been the greatest of, of seasons for Ferrari. Obviously, they continue to get in their own way. They continue to just sort of get things all all mixed up. But, I mean, this is a street circuit. Obviously, this is a little bit different than a, an actual F1 circuit that they've, they've designated as it's. Obviously, street circuits um, require a little more uh, than, than most. So, But really, the, the reason I'm, I'm giving you this is because it's happened the last two times he's been on this track. 2022, he started on the pole finished second. Uh, in 2019, he started on the full, the, the pole, finished second, right? A couple of second place finishes for Leclerc. 2018, 
He was with Alfa Romeo, uh, and he finished ninth after starting 13th. So, I mean, hell, that might as well be a podium finish for an Alfa Romeo team, especially around that time. Um, but, you know, for Leclerc, like I said, this is, a, this is an opportunity. He needs to go out and he needs to reestablish himself. I mean, this has been a very rough season. He finished 19th at the Dutch Grand Prix after a mechanical issue took him out of that one. He did bounce back for a fourth-place finish uh, in the Italian Grand Prix last week, right, just one spot short. But, of course... He was battling up until the end of that race. Almost almost could have had himself a podium. He did start in third place. Uh, in Spa, he started on the pole, finished third for a podium finish there. Um, second is Spielberg, uh, third at uh, Baku after starting on the pole. So, listen, he can do this. <laughs> He's capable, fully capable of doing this. All of last season, it was Leclerc, it was Verstappen, right? It was those two battling it out. All season long, like I said, it was last uh, last year he finished second, and it wasn't even to Max Verstappen. So it was to Sergio Perez, his his uh, his Red Bull teammate. So like I said, I don't want to overthink this one because I feel like this is a, a place where Charles Leclerc should be on on the podium. I feel like last week was a good way for him to to get back into at least podium form, even though he didn't necessarily get on the podium. Uh, so at three to one for Leclerc to be on the podium, I, I think this is good plus money value uh, on this slate. Yeah, I like it. And uh, I mean, we saw so much speed last week. They just the the speed we saw from Ferrari, it, it it's got to to translate some at least, doesn't it? Like that was the most competitive you've seen any other constructor be with Red Bull. I know that Red Bull ran them down. I know they passed him and beat him, but they held him off for a long time. They battled with him. We knew they were going to bring some extra right to, to Italy, and that's we had pegged that earlier in the week. Uh, but it's got to carry over some, right? And, and I've got another Ferrari bet coming up here, so I like you leaning into one side of it. I'm going to lean into a different side of it. Next up for me, and I'm actually going to add another bet here um, because I I think I've thought of something, and I, and I like this. All right, so... I was I went into this looking for Lando Norris to finish on the podium. Found that at plus two forty, um, and then as I was looking at Caesars, they have a boost for Lando Norris and Checo Perez to finish on the podium at plus four seventy. So if I already like Lando to finish on the podium, I'll play that by itself as well, just in case, right? But I do like that at plus two forty. You're gonna throw Checo in there, who won this race last year, as you mentioned. Uh, he's the street course king, right? We know how good he is. We know these Red Bulls are good. He's going to start farther back. He's going to work his way through the field like he does every other week, like he did last week, right? Uh, and, and he gets it done. So I like taking Lando uh, to finish on the podium at plus 240. You toss in the boost with with Lando and Checo to both finish on the podium at plus 470 for some extra good value. Uh, Lando, fourth place here last year, uh, and they've just they've been better this year, right? The McLaren has taken a big step up, uh, got two podium finishes over the last five races. We know he can get on the podium. I mentioned earlier when I was talking about Piastri, they were good here last year. His teammate finished in fifth. He was in fourth. Um, and so, and again, I'm going to be rooting for just that livery to make it to, to the podium just because it looks so freaking nice. Then I'm going to add uh, Checo Perez to win this race. I know we usually put the winners. We don't really put the winners in this because we don't bet them very often. I'm going to take Checo, though, to win this race at 9-1. to one. Checo obviously is the only person that's beat Max Verstappen this season. You go back earlier in the season and he has beaten Max Verstappen and it doesn't come easy, right? Obviously Max has won 10 in a row now, but how many times, and I don't have it in front of me, but a lot of times in those races, it's Ben Checo right there in second place. So uh, if something happens to Max, maybe this is finally the week. I think we can hit an outright, I think at nine to one uh, for Checo Perez, the, the street course King, maybe he just beats Max. You know, if Max has has an issue or, or gets caught up in an accident or something, whatever, Checo can be there. So going to add him as well, plus 900 to win. I will tell you that uh, second place finishes for Perez. He has had one, two, three, four second place finishes this season. So you're right. It's been. And he's got two wins, right? Yep, so two wins. Yeah. Two wins and four second he's place actually finishes. Ten, 10 to one if you shop around a little. So we're going to change that officially. Shop around Check out Perez 10 to one to win. Love it. Um, all right, I'm getting lazy with my next pick. 1,000% lazy because I don't want to pick an outright. Uh, I don't feel like uh, any outright I pick is going to be 
uh, worth the call other than Checo. I mean, obviously, that's the that's really the obvious one out there. He did win this race last year. He's beaten Max twice this year. The only guy to do it. So, uh, but not that's not to say that somebody else can't sneak away with the win on this one. Max Verstappen has not won a race on this track, surprisingly enough, in six attempts, right? He's even got one DNF on this track. Heaven forbid. Uh, but he does have a, a, a not finishing on this one. His average start is 4.7, but his average finish is 7.5. Does that mean Max struggles? Yeah. Does that mean we should panic? Nah. But I will say that uh, if there is a track that you can necessarily say that somebody else could have a shot at winning this one and honestly look all these teams have had a, a week to to say what can we do to get max uh, these guys have to have been looking at the data like me and saying this is where we can get him because he's not good on this track right something happens uh he was 58 seconds off of the leader last year on this track right so three seconds off the, the year before eight seconds off the year before that seven seconds off uh or is that 71 that's 71 seconds god i need better prescription uh in his in his second race overall 51 so something about this track is not max's favorite thing to be on so um like i said he he's the most comfortable he's ever been probably gonna end up winning this driver's championship if he what is he got to lock it up not this week but next week right he can lock it up if he ends up winning this week i think he can lock yeah. it up next week which is which is nuts. seven races yeah in the season yeah oh it's crazy but yeah i mean it's he's getting close to being able to yeah so again but like i said the rest of this field wants to win this one so the field is at plus 300 on this one against max and so i just feel like at this point instead of trying to nail down one which is fun right i mean when you get the right one it's fun but we've taken stabs before some pretty deep stabs and gotten burned by it. So I'd rather take the other 19 drivers and just call it good with three to one. Because like we talked about too on the, the NASCAR gambling podcast a while back, um, we look at three to one and we think, meh, that's not very good because we're used to seeing big numbers like 40 to one, 20 to one, 22 to one when we hit that on on fastest lap. I mean, we, we're used to seeing those, those gigantically juicy numbers. But to the rest of the betting world, three to one on a bet, They'd love three to one on a bet. You'd love to see three to one on whether or not Justin Jefferson is going to go over a hundred receiving yards this Thursday. That that would be a fantastic stat for them uh, and, and price for them. Whereas we're like eh, three to one. That's not all that great. So look, a three hundred uh, on a game winner too. Like for the Chiefs to win at three plus three hundred, that'd be another great price. So I'm giving you all nineteen drivers to beat Max Verstappen at 3 to 1. You can put something on a on another outright like Perez at 9 to 1 to sort of, you know, multiply that. So if you hit Perez, you hit this as well. Um, but if it has to be Leclerc, if it happens to be Signs, if it even happens to be Lando or, or or Lewis who's got four wins on this this track and we're not even talking about him this week, but if he ends up my or Russell or whatever, whoever it is, even maybe if it's uh, another Aston Martin car, uh they, there's plenty of people that can beat Max. None of them have done it other Perez this season. But if one does, give me the field at plus 300. Yeah, I, it's, yeah, hard to argue against this. It it covers you for everyone, right? You don't have to to nail what's going to be check. Uh, I mean, how many different guys have we seen finish second place this year, right? It's it's Ben Alonso, it's Ben Lewis, it's Ben Checo, it's Ben Shaw. Uh, Signs might have one up there. Like Lando's finished up there. It's We've had six or seven different guys finish up in the top two. And so, and obviously, most of the time that's behind Max. Actually, every time it's been behind Max, I think the two races he hasn't won, he's finished in second, I'm pretty sure. But actually, if something goes wrong, he's, I get it, it's historic. He's, it's been the longest ever, but you can still, you have to build your, your card in general, assuming he wins and build around that. Yes. But you can still have plays where he doesn't win where a power unit goes bad, where he gets caught up in a bad corner, weather plays a factor, uh, makes a mistake in qualifying, starts back in the field, loses a wing early. Any number of things can go wrong. We, everybody has problems, right? Max is not, he's not immune from that as much as it might seem. 
And so eventually it does. And this is a great way. I mean, then you're covered. It can be anyone else. So it's not the one time he doesn't win and you missed out on the, you had an outright, but it was the wrong one, right? This covers you at a good number. And yeah, your point on, uh, on the plus money side of things, like you look at all these other sports, like go try and bet a baseball game. Like you're like minus, you know, 170 with one and a half run and like all kinds of crazy things. And in the racing world, we look at those and we're like, oh, never, you know, but it's, yeah, you're getting really good value. So I think great points there. And I really like this bet. All right. Uh, okay. Well, then we have one more to go. We have another box. I know we usually, we early on in the season, we were using that for our winner's picks, but uh, we Well, and we do evolved. that in NASCAR still, but we don't give out winner picks very often just because obviously it's kind of gotten to the point where, but I really just, as we kind of were talking through it and thinking of what Checo's done on the street courses specifically, like, and again, to build into that, maybe it's not Max's week. I, I think that this is a great way to get on it, but all right gonna throw out the these are the these are the the long shot winning odds anyways really but it's fastest lap odds um rod max verstappen wins every week he wins by 10 or more seconds uh, he gets the fastest qualifier he's fastest in all the practices he has the fastest lap every week too right wrong the last races in a row no max verstappen fastest laps he's got the fastest lap in seven of 14 races so he's done it half the time but that means half the time he has not done it. Last year it was George Russell at this track. This year, I'm going to go 20 to 1. Carlos signs to get it done. Again, we saw that Ferrari speed last week. We know that they've got it. Um, again, half the time this just ends up being who's in the right position at the right time, right? And uh, Aston Martin has, has made it clear they want to catch and pass Ferrari in the constructor standings, which means Ferrari knows that we want to hold him off, right? If he gets the chance to lay down a fastest lap, depending on how things work out, maybe Sainz gets it. But I was just so impressed with as much speed as we saw from them last week. Again, I don't know that's going to translate necessarily every week. We knew it was going to be throw everything you have at the wall. They might make some mistakes, but maybe they fuck something up and he's way in the back and they will just want to lay down the fastest lap. He gets it done at 20 to 1. And then Rod, we're going to call our shot right here. Aston Martin says they want to catch up. They need some points. How about Lance Stroll? Fastest lap in this race, 125 to 1. Hey, you tell me it can't be done. Oscar Piastri did it last week, probably at similar, maybe even longer odds. Um, was it Joe Guan Yu, I think, had the fastest lap all the way back at the beginning of the season? It's not impossible for these cars farther back to get it. I think he could be a competitive car and, and finish in the points. I think he could finish in the top six, right? So maybe he's just fast in general. Or maybe gets in the right situation. He has nothing to lose. Boom, let's throw a set on there. Set the fastest lap. They're going to try and catch up on points. You got to start earning points, right? Fastest lap is an extra point. Let's get it done. Let's get a point there. Uh, yeah, so give me give me Lance Stroll fastest lap. 125 to 1. That's going to be a party when that one hits. And uh, Carlos signs 20 to 1 just in case uh, Stroll doesn't get it done. What's funny is that it just feels like at this point, fastest lap is is the big middle finger to to Red Bull. This is the way the teams are sort of flying the middle finger to them, right? Yeah, well, that's exactly. It's like, yeah, like you can't beat us. Fine, we'll be faster than you. <laughs> Look, we were faster than Red Bull last week. You believe this for one lap? I mean, not the other fifty or sixty hey, or however I mean, many it is. And again, like that's the thing too that you don't want to overlook is like. Yes, Red Bulls run away with it, right? They've pretty much already got the constructors locked up. I mean, they have twice as many points in second place almost. Like, it's crazy. But uh, second place is pretty much wide open. Mercedes has a pretty good handle on it, but Ferrari and, and Aston Martin are both right there. They both want to close in. Even McLaren, I mean, they did it last week, right? He has to come in anyways to get his wing changed. Let's go set the fastest lap. Let's get that extra point. See if we can catch an Aston Martin. See if Ferrari starts falling off. We can catch him. Like, there's a really good battle. More so than we've had the last few years, it's kind of been, you know, obviously you had the battle up uh, up top with Red Bull and Mercedes a few years ago, but then it was kind of everybody had their own spot on the pecking order, right? And even last year, it was kind of Red Bull, then it was Ferrari, then it was Mercedes, then it was everybody. But like this year, you've got a whole mixture of things and everybody's battling it out. Every single point counts. We see that so much in NASCAR. You're going to continue to see it here as well. So I think it's worth it. And again, uh, hitting a winner is, is tougher because Max just keeps doing it. And it is, but like, if 
Fastest lap can go to anyone in the entire field. They've continued to show us that. You know, if Max comes out, he gets the fastest lap. Okay, boo-hoo, whatever. Like, you know, it's, yeah, of course he did because he's the fastest car. Like, But anybody else can get it. So you've got to keep. Worked for us a couple weeks ago with Alonzo, his teammate. I think it was 40 to 1 that day. You got to keep throwing those darts out there. And uh, and this is the way This is the way to cash the big tickets over here on the F1 side. Yeah, like I said, it's it's a lot of fun to watch them sort of just uh, just it's like mocking without mocking. That's that's really all it is to it. So, um, all right, I'm going to take my next bet uh, instead of the winner. I'm going to take the winning margin. Uh, I'm going to take the winning margin under 12 and a half seconds at minus 105. At casual glance, you would say Rod. Max keeps winning by a gazillion seconds. It's it's not even close. Like, why do you bet this one under at minus 105? There's a couple of reasons. One, Max hasn't won this race ever, okay? And you have to go all the way back to 2014 on this track for somebody to have won more than a 12 seconds, right? And we talked about how this track has a lot of corners, right? It's got 19 corners. Now, of course, this is a different configuration, I don't know that that taking away four corners is going to make this uh, uh, make this race extend itself as far as the the leader extending themselves. In fact, I think it would make it even closer than that as well. Last year, Perez won over Leclerc at two point five seconds on this one, and then the race before that was two point six seconds. Sebastian Vettel over Charles Leclerc. Uh, the year before that, it was. Uh, an eight-second win by Lewis Hamilton over Max Verstappen in 2018. So again, you got to go back all the way to 2014 to find uh, a race in which it was more than even 12 seconds, uh, even really more than eight seconds, uh, honestly. Um, but this season too, it hasn't necessarily been. I mean, deceivingly, it feels like Max Verstappen always jumps out to a 6,000-second lead. But last week, Verstappen only won over Alonso by 3.7. The week before that, yeah, that was one of the Max Verstappen cruises to the to the win with 22 seconds. But that was the Dutch Grand Prix uh, or the Belgian Grand Prix, rather. Uh, that definitely was <laughs> that was going to happen. But and before that, it was Hungary at 33. So this is why recent memory makes you think that it's Max Verstappen by a million. But uh, in the British Grand Prix, Verstappen beat Norris by 3.7 seconds. Uh, before that, in the uh, Austrian Grand Prix. Five seconds over Charles Leclerc. Uh, and then Canada, nine seconds over Alonso. You see the, 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 the thing here? It's not always Max Verstappen winning by a million seconds. And especially on this track, nobody's really won by more than 12 seconds uh, in a very long time. So even though Max wins, it's not always by a large margin. And in fact, on a track like this, even if he wins, I don't think it's going to be by a large margin either. So I like minus 105 for the winning margin to be under 12 and a half seconds here. And we've seen it happen too. What if somebody does grab the, let's say he is out to a 35 second lead, right? He, he's not above throwing on a set of, a set of reds. Do, uh, do, does the fastest pit crew in the, in the paddock need to, uh, need do some we pit need practice? Some pit, yeah. Pit practice. That's what he asks. So it's like, Maybe this time they give in when they need when they know somebody's trying to, to thwart him for the fastest lap. So I don't know. It, it, it's just yeah, I like this hey. bet at the the least amount of juice that it's at. Yeah, I think it's yeah a good way to go. And again, it it, it factors in in many different ways, right? If if Max starts a little farther back like he did last week and has to work his way up there, you get a later safety car. Weather comes into play. I, I've not even looked at the forecast, but. Uh, there's a lot of things that that could go into this, so uh, I think that this is a good way to play it. Indeed, I am actually now uh, looking up the weather forecast because I really am curious. There you go. I am. I should. It probably is something we should always look at, just just because. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, when I when you look at the weather here, like they can't predict what's going to happen in an hour. So <laughs> days out, sometimes it's like you know, is it really going to be? I feel like Singapore is uh, a little easier. And and looking at this. Thursday, so that's uh, that's obviously like now because it's we're taping it. Thursday ninety one, Friday ninety, Saturday ninety, Sunday eighty nine. So all of it's all partly cloudy. It is, but it's it is all there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, but it's all, but it's all pretty much, uh, it's all pretty much cloudy with about ninety degree temperature. So the chance of rain comes on Monday. So I think we're good with that. Um, yeah, so it should be a it should be good. It'll be cloudy. 
which means that uh, you know maybe those hard tires will will come into play, uh, or maybe the softs last longer. Who knows? We'll see. But okay, there you go. Get out your pen and paper. We're going to go over the bets for the Singapore Grand Prix. Cody started you out with Piastri as a top six car at plus one twenty five over on Bet three sixty five. Also tossed out Stroll as a top six car at ten to one. I said Alpine would have a double points finish. Uh, that's at plus four hundred over on Caesars. Cody gave you total classifieds over 17 inclusive, so 17 counts and caches as well, a plus 160 over on Bet365. And then, you know, Cody doesn't think so, and I kind of back him on this. I don't think there'll be a safety car in this one. Uh, that'll be at 4-1 to one as well. I'm giving you Leclerc to jump back on the podium at 3-1 to one over on DraftKings. Cody's giving you Perez and Lando to finish on the podium. Both uh, Caesar's giving you a nice boost at plus 470. And then, of course, if you want to toss something on Lando uh, individually on the podium at plus 240, do that as well. And then a little sprinkle on Perez to be the outright at 10 to 1. I said go ahead and just take the field <laughs> against Verstappen at 3 to 1. Might as well just try to to throw all the throw 19 darts at the wall and see if one of those ends up hitting the bullseye instead of just throwing one. Uh, and then Cody gave you Carlos Sainz at 20 to one as the fastest lap and our big play of the day, Lance Stroll. Uh, Cody's giving you 125 to one to set the fastest lap. I'm telling that the I'm saying the winning margin for this race will be under 12 and a half seconds at minus 105. Singapore Grand Prix, folks, practice begins soon. And then, of course, uh, qualifying and the race and all that. This will be rare because the NASCAR race will be wrapped up by then, and we'll just have the the F1 race to enjoy on Sunday. Yeah, and if you want a, uh, a crossover NASCAR and F1 bet, you have to check out the, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast this week because I gave one out over there. Little teaser there. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, it will be. It will be wrapped up, and it's a nice, this is a nice early one, 7 o'clock here in the central time zone, so 5 o'clock for you West Coasters. Get up and get your coffee early, Rod. Is my family going to get to see me on Sunday? <laughs> do, do, is this is this happening? Just, you, you roll F1 and uh, you know get a little nap afterwards, and then you, you get red zone on, and that's football the rest of the day. That is true. That is So they won't see me on Sunday. Yeah, that's what's nice. Oh, yeah. I'm glad. NASCAR needs to do more Saturday nights on in, during football season. Nobody cares about college football. It's over anyways. Uh, yeah, let's do more Saturday nights. <laughs> Uh, I love it. Uh, all right. Well, for the F1 side of it, definitely enjoy this week's race. We will certainly enjoy this week's race along with you. So uh, that wraps it up. Cody, as we uh, head for the door, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yep. I'm on X at House Corner Score Z. You can find all my work over there. A ton of fantasy football stuff. If you're into that, definitely check it out. Check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Had a killer week over there last week. Uh, I know a couple weeks ago we crushed it here on the F1 pod swept all three races and qualifying last week on the nascar pod so that was great check that out as well and uh yeah let's go racing let's make some money i'm telling you it, you know it's fun to cash bets it really is and i know that's why everybody's here and everything but i gotta tell you it's it's so much fun to just do these shows in general and talk about this and being able to to talk about racing week in and week out so thank everybody out there for listening to this show especially i know we've gained a lot of new listeners over the last couple of weeks so for those of you who have joined us uh since we started putting this on the nascar gambling podcast podcast feed like i'm so emotionally moved i can't i can't get through i was getting choked up over here thank you thank you for listening that's all i have to say uh find me on x at rj via gomez link in the bio everything i got going on whether it's here whether it's in between media as we Go down the back road this week for NASCAR. Uh, and then, of course, I have some prop articles out for Sportsbook Review for the NFL. Got one uh, for, for the Sunday Night Football games coming out. Thursday, if we get, I think we're going to get this out on Wednesday. So if you want one for Thursday Night Football, got those as well. So, all right. We'll see you next week with another episode of the F1 Gambling Podcast. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride.